Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and well-being and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is separations in friendship and how painful it is to go through them. Let's see what we can do. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudson.coach. Hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? This week's podcast was suggested by a subscriber who has had several disagreements with a friend until they finally drifted apart. She wrote to us, could you do a podcast about friendship breakups? I'm going through one and it seems important to talk about it. Breakups are always discussed within the context of romantic relationships, so true, but not so much in friendships, and many people go through them. I think it's a great suggestion, so thank you to our subscriber, and I hope we can help her. She's telling us something that will resonate with many of us, because navigating a separation from a friend can be really challenging. It's important to start by saying that interpersonal relationships in general are strongly influenced by our conditioning or, to simplify, by our history. So our past experiences, uh, those that have left a lasting impact and not necessarily a positive one. I remember when I was 12 years old, my very best friend, my BFF at that time, um stopped talking to me she gave me the silent treatment I don't know why and she became friends with somebody who I wasn't very fond of and this lasted for months and I never knew why she did that until one day she started talking to me again but I suffered so much and that of course made me insecure in in you know in the years to come um our self-esteem plays an important role in friendships, our uncommunicated expectations, how many times we have some expectations about friendship, but we don't tell the other person what we expect, our fears, our insecurities. Imagine a kid or a teenager who has been bullied or whose parents neglected uh, their needs because they were working very hard, whatever, you know, they are going to feel insecure in a relationship. It's inevitable. Hmm? And so all these elements are going to shape the way we relate to others, including friendships, but in any relationship. So these are conditioning factors, as I mentioned before, rooted in our childhood and adolescence that can influence our expectations with a friend, how we communicate with them, and the levels of trust we experience in the relationship. So this is important because so many times we tell ourselves, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did. I don't know what went wrong or or awry. You know, let's start by taking into account that our personal histories, you know, play a very important role in the uh, relationship's health, mm, the friendship's health. So what would a healthy friendship look like? And how would a toxic friendship look? Um, requiring a breakup like our uh, subscriber said look like so a healthy friendship is an enriching bond it's based on trust it's, it's based on empathy and on mutual support 
when I am with a true friend, I don't need to wear masks because I know it's a space where I can be vulnerable without judgment. A good friendship is built on the acceptance that we are different and yet we love each other just because of that. It's built on the assurance that we can openly discuss everything and on the ability to share both joyful and challenging moments, not only the funny things and, you know, more superficial things. So reciprocity and respect are fundamental pillars that make a friendship stronger because they allow both parties to feel valued and understood. This is very important. It's like a little plant, you know, I'm thinking about the analogy of a plant. A friendship requires constant commitment and care to flourish and to maintain its vitality. Imagine you had a plant. For our plant to grow, we have to work the soil, plant the seeds, find the right place for it to grow and nurture it with patience. The same happens in friendship. We get to know each other and we gradually work the ground for the bond to grow. We plant the seeds of trust, we provide the light of honest communication and we water with care and love. And nevertheless, just like a plant, Friendship can wither if we neglect it. And friendships can also weaken if we don't nourish them. Or friendships, you know, can die, so to speak, if we don't give our part, you know, our fair share of what friendship requires. So what are some of those red flags that I mentioned before, you know, when I talked about toxic relationships. And when I'm talking about red flags, I'm talking about, you know, when you go to the beach and, you know, the sea is beautiful, so there is a green flag and you can go swim, no problem. But sometimes there is a yellow flag and there is, there are jellyfish and, you know, or there are some waves that, you know, are not so nice, but you can go for a swim, but you need to be careful. And sometimes the, the flags are red, meaning don't get into the sea because you are going to run some danger. So let's pause and see what makes a relationship, you know, more prone to separate. I think the first one is the lack of trust. And one thing that comes to mind because a client shared with me her experience is the distortion of the truth or secretive behavior or jealousy. Oh my gosh, this is so common in friendships, you know? Friends who become jealous if we see a person uh, but not them, or if we go out with a group but we haven't invited them. All that can erode the foundation of a friendship. So if one feels that they cannot fully trust the other, it may be a sign that that friendship is in danger. And about the client I was talking about before, she told me that a co-worker got mad at her and used some very intimate information, but really intimate and sensitive, uh, my client had shared with her colleague against her. And unfortunately, this lady, the, the co-worker, twisted the truth to her advantage in the argument. And it was very sad, you know, because my client had trusted her with with her truth, with the truth of what she had gone through, which is very hard. And so it's very difficult to come back after that, you know. Uh, Sometimes uh, there is a lack of reciprocity 
And so if the relationship becomes unbalanced with one friend giving much more than they can receive, than they have received, sorry, than they receive, it can generate resentment and emotional exhaustion. And I am thinking about my mom, may she rest in peace, because my mother was the type of person who gave everything to everyone, not only in friendships, but in every relationship, from favors to going out, to solutions. People would tell her their problems and she would become so like, um, like in anguish and she wanted to do everything in her power to take that person out of their problems. Or sometimes my mother was... Uh, you know, a huge uh, believer in God, very faithful. And so people would say, hey, Stella, please pray for me because I have this problem. And my mother would, you know, uh, take her rosary and start praying for that person. So she gave her all to everybody. And the problem is she gave excessively, which is not okay, because when there is an excess of something, it's talking about a neglect in another area. And in this particular case, in my mom's case, she was giving too much to other people. She was giving too much to the outside world. But what was she lacking? She was lacking self-care. So that is a word that comes to mind and it is boundaries. But not only the boundaries that we can set to you know another person we can imagine there is a friend who calls us every day with her problems and you know she's like non-stop about uh what's going on in her life and you're busy but she calls you in the most you know in inappropriate or difficult moments it's not only telling your friend listen i'm having dinner with my family or i have to cook for the children it's not only that it's also the boundaries we set for ourselves so it's saying to ourselves this is enough you know i am this is not healthy for me so boundaries for ourselves the other thing and maybe because this is touching me personally is lack of communication or lack of genuine communication and i'm talking about inability or unwillingness to address problems or or concerns and this can lead to the accumulation of resentments or um, it can make a relationship very superficial. So open communication is key to resolving conflicts and strengthening friendship. And I told you this is very personal because I've had friends that were friends from childhood or people I had known since my adolescence, you know, friends I had known since adolescence or, you know, young adulthood. And I remember you know, being with them and not being able to talk about the deep things that were going on in my life or, you know, if I had a problem or if I didn't like something in the relationship, you know, I couldn't bring it up because they would deflect the topic. They would change topics. And so, you know, it's a personal choice. I know this is not a red flag or, you know, an orange flag, but we have to be very mindful of the type of friendships that we want to have. We cannot, you know, just, you know, go on in a relationship with someone just because, you know. In my case, speaking from heart to heart is key. And then, of course, this is a great red flag, disloyalty, betrayal, you know, actions that undermine trust, such as talking behind a friend's back or, or violating privacy or, you know, um 
yes being unfaithful to the this friend because you know uh she told us something and then we told the person who she was referring to uh what she had told us i i don't know I, this reminds me of my 12 year old you know my my daughter um she has a very nice group at at school but uh, her school is very um, small so she's friends with all the secondary school children and she tells me about so many loyalty dramas at her school that i promise they are worthy of a soap opera i don't know there is i don't the person who tells somebody a secret um the receiver uh then posts the secret on instagram or a, there is a girl who's very a very close friend to this guy um she's just a friend she's very fond of him but just that and then he tells everybody that she is in love with him oh my gosh no i, I cannot tell you the number of things i hear every day i think in adolescence we suffer a lot Uh, when it comes to friendships, adolescents, you know, pre-adolescents, they are tough times. Uh, friendship in general is complex. So, and then, you know, talking about historical friends, so to speak, changes in, in values are fundamental too. This is like relationships, romantic relationships. As people evolve, their values and priorities can change. So, I can have those friends because they were my friends when I was a child or when I was a teenager. But that doesn't mean that we are not going to change, you know, in, in values, you know, in ways that distance us because she's going to take that road and I am going to take that other road or he's going to choose to do those things and I am against that. So that can be a real reason to separate um this is a sillier example but um it's valid i mean i don't want to judge in any way what i'm going to say but i have this client of man, mine who has a friend who goes out a lot for drinks and dancing and he goes out a lot during the week and my client used to enjoy those plans a lot but now he's in a relationship And he finds himself giving in to these dates because he's afraid his friend is going to get upset if he doesn't go out. But he has changed and he secretly wishes he could stay with his girlfriend. Or to be honest, because of what he tells me, sometimes he just wishes to be alone at home to eat something more healthy and not to drink and not to get wasted so you know all those things sometimes uh you know make their relationship a little bit tense even though mm, the example i gave you is not so crucial you know in their health of a relationship what is crucial is something like you know i uh, I believe in this and you don't believe in that. And so we cannot come to terms with this topic and then we can have many other topics and then we start fighting. And so it can be difficult to uh, sustain a relationship like that. So what can we do when we are suffering after separating from a friend? And I think that our subscriber wanted to know this, you know, I'm... I'm in pain. What can we do? What can I do? So the first thing that comes to mind is recognize your emotions without judgment. 
practice mindfulness. Observe your emotions without judging them. Accept the pain. Accept the sadness. They are natural responses to the loss of a friend, of anyone. And try not to rationalize or think about what happened because we want you to connect with the sensations in your body. And this will prevent you from getting stuck in a loop of resentment in your head. So drop into your body. And then think about your next best action. Start slowly and ask yourself, what would relieve me a little right now? Don't think about big plans or strategies after you had your friendship breakup. No, just think about your next best action action. Maybe it's meditating, maybe it's taking a walk, or perhaps it's doing intense physical exercise. I love this myself, where you can sweat and recharge. And, And when we are sad, physical exercise is very helpful, really. I really recommend it. So those three also allow the grieving process to happen. You know, I remember when my mom died, and this is different because I'm talking about somebody who passed away, but my first feeling was, no, why did she die? This cannot be true. She was so young and, you know, she had so many things to see and my children are so young and she she will never know what they look like or what they sound like. And, you know, so I made the grieving process very difficult because I couldn't just accept what was going on and it's it's you know it's normal at the beginning uh we deny when we can we deny we become angry at what happened then we become sad and then we accept you know what happened and then we negotiate with life okay you know i separated from this friend you know at the beginning you might be telling yourself how come we were such good friends we trusted each other with our deepest secrets and you know i loved her dearly i still do but you know what happened to us i don't want to live with a friend like this you know Um, i don't want a friend to tell my secrets to other friends or i don't want my friend to use my truth against me or i don't want my friend to be jealous and to have to explain my every move or i don't want to be in a relationship where i'm giving everything but the other person is just waiting for me to call or do everything for us you know so it's okay you accept that and then you can say to yourself and i'm going to open my heart and i'm going to make room for new friends to arrive so don't try to suppress or deny any of your emotions as Dear Carl Jung said, you know, what we resist persists. So let's let the grieving process uh, happen because it's crucial for our healing. And maybe because I talked about this when I talked about my mother setting boundaries, but in a different sense, if it is necessary, establish healthy boundaries to protect yourself emotionally. This may include limiting social media interaction, This may be giving yourself space with other friends, telling them, you know, I'm going through a rough patch, I need time, I'm going to be back. Or maybe, you know, all these are suggestions. Maybe you just need to go out with your friends. And you, you, but if you do it, do it because you want to, not because you want to cover your grief. You understand what I mean? Don't use it like a person would use booze or um, sex or food, you know, just do it because 
you know, you've got an open heart and you want to see your friends, but don't do it to cover up what you're going through. So my conclusion is that friendships end and it's hard, but they not only represent the dissolution of a bond, but also opportunities for our growth. And although the sadness and the pain that come with the separation will always be undeniable, especially at the beginning, you know, midterm after the breakup. But the friendship breakup and any breakup is an invitation to deep introspection. And you can ask yourself questions like, what are my fundamental needs and values? How do I want to feel in a relationship with a friend? What are my non-negotiables? What are my boundaries? And, you know, at the end of the day, friendships that end can be a call to explore our authenticity, the life lessons we have learned, and it, they can be maybe the path to a deeper understanding of ourselves. So not everything is lost. At the beginning, it is hard. I know, I know, I know. I have been through this too. But, you know, dear subscriber, I'm not going to mention your name. Um, you're going to, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. So I hope this podcast has helped our subscriber. And if you know anyone who is going through a difficult time in a relationship, not only with friends, but perhaps co-workers, for example, forward them this podcast. We also appreciate your rating, your recommendations and your opinions on any of the platforms you are listening to us because this allows us to be more visible and to offer this free material as frequently as we do. So for the time being, thank you for being there and I'm sending you a big hug.